0: This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. You are now listening to the Heroic Council. Cool, cool, cool. Welcome back to the Heroic Council. My name is Jeff Garrett, and I am hosting. Am I hosting today or are you hosting today, Sarah? Should we switch spots? Who's Who's hosting?
1: Um well par- technically Parshelle is hosting herself um but I think we can ask great questions cuz I know I have a lot about meditation so. right.
0: well, you're going in the big seat and we're going to we're going to put ourselves off to the side yeah just like that and uh, right. you're going to you're going to lead us in a conversation around today's topic so I'll just quickly introduce today's topic we're going to be talking about meditation mindfulness Um, all that, that kind of big, broad topic of like, you know, observing your thoughts and such. And um, this was a topic that you can see if Dove came up with, thought it was a good good move for us to talk about. And uh, it's actually something that's been on my mind recently. I actually just released a blog post about it today. Um, and I know Sarah is super curious about it as well. So uh, why don't you set us up for it? But first, for those of you that are uh, listening, tuning in, just a reminder that every Monday at 2 o'clock PM, you can tune in to see us live, talking about all the different things we're talking about. You can chat with us, whether you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube, anywhere, uh, Periscope. Wherever you see this video uh, live, you can actually just post right in the comments of whatever that is. We will see it. And if it's a really awesome question, uh, we just learned that we can put it right up on the screen. So like, you could be famous. You could be famous. Uh, And if you really love the show, if you've been enjoying it, please subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star rating and tell us uh, in the review how much you love us and why you love us and all those sorts of good things. So without further ado, Herschel, take us away.
2: Love it. Thank you, Jeff. I'm like, this is probably one of my favorite things to talk about. <clears throat> and what I want to first open up with is the, the question of how you first got introduced to meditation, like how you, what you first, uh, when you first came across it. My experience was, I, I I had heard of meditation and it's something that you would see like, you know, on TV, something you make fun of, these people who would go away in these temples and live to themselves and just sit in silence all day. Um, but I remember being at a there was like a business networking workshop or something like that, and there was a guy who got up and he used his 30 seconds of his introduction to talk about how grateful he was for the, for meditation. And I thought like, first of all, that was a waste of your introduction. Secondly, like that's just weird. Like this just woo woo stuff. Like I just completely just and I thought he was like. dork that so um fast forward like a couple in the past couple years now uh meditation has been something that is really a part of my day-to-day It's part of my life and honestly don't know how it exists without um sort of this practice and so this has been um really cool for me so it's been like i said about a couple years now like consistent like every day or every other day I'm spending time meditating. Um so what about you guys like what's been your introduction to meditation?
1: So I'm very much into yoga and I do yoga every day like I try to get my like weights or cardio workout done and then take part of my exercise time to do yoga. Uh, I think it's, you know, great for my muscles, feels good. I'm sitting at a desk all day and generally a small, you know, minute (laughs) to do at the end of the yoga is for meditation. Um, My challenge is that I really feel like I haven't been successful with meditation. I respect it. I understand it. I get it, but I just really haven't like found the part that's right for me because I just can't like turn my mind off. So I would say I, I'm a little bit exposed to it because of the yoga and I like want to do more of it, but it's just haven't found the fit. And I'm uh, so curious to hear about both of your experiences, because like I said, I I just have so much respect for it. And I, I uh, want to devote a little bit more time of my day to it.
0: Um, I probably first heard about it, um, or at least saw about it. I used to watch a lot of like Kung Fu movies and stuff. And it's like real big in like, uh, Kung Fu movies and stuff like that. So when I was a kid, I was like really into that. And so that was the first kind of exposure to it. But in college, I got really into Eastern philosophies and Eastern religions and started looking more into that, reading more about it. And meditation is a huge part of that. So I always saw it as kind of like connected with like mysticism and spirituality and things like that. And um, never really kind of thought of it so much as like a practical, um, you know, more like material world sort of thing, rather than like the, the kind of the metaphysical spiritual world sort of thing. And um, It wasn't until so so my attention deficit disorder was first treated with medication. The first one made me very aggressive, uh, so I stopped taking it. And then the next one I took would give me migraines after about a week of continuous usage. So like I found that like medication was not really helping with my attention deficit. So I started trying to look for like alternative methods of dealing with it. Um, And also, um, you know, when I would, uh, you know, early days of running my own business, there were times where like you know just emotionally, I'd be kind of in like a little bit of a slump. And I found meditation as a, uh, a tool that was really, really helpful to kind of just get a little bit of like emotional distance from things that were happening, uh, as well as a way to slow down my mind when it was racing and going in a thousand different directions. So I began to see it as a little bit more of a practical tool and then um, started to get into, you know, with, with later versions of iPhone and things like that. And there were more apps or more things got into first the waking app, uh, waking up app, uh, which is a guided meditation. Then I switched over to the calm app and um, you know, I've just been really utilizing it sparingly kind of in like two to five minute bursts as a means of kind of interrupting a pattern of thought. That's taking me to a place. That's not productive for where I'm trying to go for the day. Oh, you're it's muted.
2: like where I think, because Jeff you're getting really at sort of the meat of it and how it's definitely benefited me in terms of being able to create this separation between um, sort of my thoughts and and myself I guess and when we talk about things as well like how to reduce stress you know anxiety get better sleep um, you know even with focus and creativity and even in the in the realm of like becoming more self-aware I found that meditation is like like like, Jeff, as you said, it's a tool or it's a practice, really. Um, and that what I found, though, is that there's a lot of different ways that you can, like you said, Jeff, like to achieve those things. But meditation, for me, I found to be like the most personal and the most effective for me. Like, it, I can actually feel differently when I'm in a, in a tough conversation, when I need to face something or when I need to um, express myself a little bit differently, like I find that meditation being able to have as a as a practice has been really really powerful so um there's one thing i wanted to say too about meditation to I me mean, we're talking about these areas to talk about uh you know mindset we're talking about focus stress anxiety like a lot of things that are going on in our minds and meditation i find it's kind of like this way to it, it's a time to practice how to how to really use the mind um, uh, the, the mind actually is, I, what I found to, it's a bee, and you I'm curious about how you guys express it as well. Like Sari said, I can't stop it. Like, <laughs> how do I stop it? <laughs> um, like I see the mind as like this really, really amazing sharp tool that we have. And it's like a, like a knife, for example, like it can cut things and it can do all kinds of stuff, but a knife that's under control and just like this, the whole time, all day, every day, it's uncontrollable. You're cutting yourself, you're, you know, you're cutting other people, you're cutting things that you're trying to build, like that's your mind at work as a tool. But meditation is like the way to practice really just how to see the tool and then how to use it to your advantage, like use it for what you need it to do. And the better you get at, let's say quote unquote meditation and more practice in it, there's uh, I think a correlation between how you're able to make better choices in your life versus reacting to things which usually is is a lot of times the cause of stress anxiety loss of focus like loss of drive to want to do anything we're connecting to something else from our mind energy um and what's been powerful for me is to actually notice this separation between myself and my thoughts because we're not truly our thoughts like i have crazy thoughts all the time like i think crazy shit doesn't mean that it's going to happen or that I need to act on it. It's just a thought. It's just happening. But it's happening for a reason. And um, anyway, that's that's sort of kind of how I start to see what meditation actually is. So um, I'm curious to uh, to you guys as well, like how do you, how have you understood it to be? How would you define it? How would you describe it, let's say, to a fifth grader?
0: So I just also want to point out real quick that Jack, uh, if you can see the comment up there and everything, agrees oh, yeah. with Sarah about the thought and concept of having difficulty emptying or calming the mind. So I want to turn it over to Sarah to kind of pick up your thread and then I'll jump in afterwards.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess I'm I'm my concern with it is that I don't really know what it is. Like I I feel like I've put it on a pedestal of it has to be this like spiritual amazing moment. And I'm gonna just leave like with my life changed forever. And I think what I'm so excited about for today is partial for you to like tell me what to do because <laughs> I'm such a I'm such a practical person that I feel as if I don't I don't really know what to do. And therefore I don't necessarily know what it is, if I'm being honest. Like I to me, it, it seems like a time, right, where I would be calm and peaceful and I would be reflective of my thoughts and, and, and grateful. Um, but I'll be honest, like beyond that, I'm like, okay, so if I take five minutes to be calm and be at one with my thoughts, then I've meditated? Like, is that it? I guess it's more of a question back to you, honestly. I, I, I don't have a good definition of it, to be fair.
0: So I'll just chime in real quick because I I totally get this because I'm uh I'm I'm an ambitious goal-oriented type person so like I want to like win meditation but like that yeah. that's kind of not how it works right so I,
1: I want to be like the best at it
0: Yeah like I'll, I'll give you a new frame because like I I think um because of the things I read early on like I was I was like in in pursuit of enlightenment right like I wanted it to be this thing where I reach nirvana right? That's kind of the frame I was in, and I, I don't think I got nearly as much usefulness out of meditation when I was in that mind state as I did when I started to look at it through a different lens. So the lens that I started to look at it was, it's it's um it's basically like mental training for lack of a better term that like so so like, take meditation off the table for a second when you practice your one liner or when you practice your material that you're gonna give in a talk it becomes more second nature to you it's like you're creating new new grooves in the you know using the neuroplasticity of your brain right and what what I've found the benefit of um, meditation and and just mindfulness training in general is like it's not that you're gonna be able to turn off your thoughts like that's not you're not gonna like get there like what you're what you're doing is you're not trying to, there's not a win there. There's a letting go there, right? Mm -hmm. There's an observation. There's there's a new way of thinking about your thoughts, because what you begin to notice is that you're not thinking your thoughts, your thoughts are happening. And then you can kind of watch them happen. And then you can kind of decide what to do with some of them. Sometimes they benefit you, sometimes they don't. And this is this is a lot of the same thing that like really is, you know, if you take meditation off the table, there's a lot of the the subject matter that I talk about in the superhero Institute with like the whole becoming superhuman model is like, you're, you're building new skills, you're training new ways. And mindfulness is the ability to kind of slow down and not be so reactionary and start to have a little bit more agency around the things that you think, the things that you do um, and, and train your brain to go in different ways. So it's like, is there a value in reading for two minutes? Of course there is because you read in those two minutes and like you might learn something right in the same way like if you have five minutes of holy like unsuccessful meditation you still did five minutes of unsuccessful meditation that the next time will get easier and will get easier and I and I'll tell you the easiest way to start to actually see the change so I got this app called Waking Up um, it's by Sam Harris and it's uh, guided meditations and I did. I think like 35 straight days of meditation. And what you notice is in like the first like two or three days, you're frustrated. Like you don't, you don't quite, you can't quite grapple with it. And a certain point will come where you're like, oh, I got this. I'm getting good at meditation. And then you won't again because you'll try to extend it a little further or something. Maybe you'll, instead of five minutes, you'll go to 10 minutes or 10 to 15. And then your brain will start to go haywire or you'll actually be honest with yourself that your mind wasn't really clear for the full five minutes you thought it was. It was really probably about 45 seconds before your brain just started going haywire again. So the the key isn't to get to a point where you can say like, oh, well, I just shut my thoughts off entirely. I took 10 minutes. I was blank. I came back. I'm like a guru. I don't think that's the real value in the meditation. I think you have to think of it as like, partial you said it best it's a practice it's a thing that you practice you do it you're not it's not a game it's a practice
1: <laughs> it's that's so helpful Jeff because for me I do you know like a workout program so I'll do like a 30 days of this and 45 days of this and I'm like okay I did the workout and I'm done and I'm goal oriented so I I think that's a really smart way to do it you're never you're never done and I'm trying to accomplish something and and maybe
0: yeah. I you. I like if there's someone who gets you, I get you. I know. like everything is in a, like I'm leveling up daily. That's my goal is like, what did I learn today? What did I accomplish? What did And like, you sit down for meditation. You're like, all right, great. I'm going to crush this. And yeah. you're like, no, it's not how this works. You're going to let go for 10 minutes of trying to crush something and you're going to try and give your brain a break from from running from one thing to the next to the next. You're going to take a minute to just say like, oh, what am I thinking? Oh, that's odd. That's unique that that went by. What was I just feeling there? Oh, that's unique. Do I have to feel that way or can I feel some way different? So it's like, it's it's the pause button. It's not the fast forward or the play button.
1: And yeah, it's, I, that's a hard button like, for me to press. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Parshall. Parshall.
2: No, I was just going to say, it was definitely like that for me, too. It was like something to conquer, something to achieve, something to be the best at. But it's really, it's really not about that. Um, I, my experience as well is that when it comes to just understanding, like, we're all, all entrepreneurs and business owners, and so we have goals that we want to hit and achieve. And for all of us, I think we know probably what that one big goal is to do that kind of scares you and freaks you out. If you were giving advice to someone who was gonna make that, that journey to get that result, you know, your your answer would be very objective, you know? Just like, this is what you do. Step one, step two, step three, step four. Now, we already know that, right? <laughs> that we could advise someone else, but when it comes to ourselves, it's our mind. It's, it's the story that we play out, this perspective that we have on things that makes us turn away from it. I mean, literally, as soon as I have the idea, I start to think of like all these reasons why it can't happen. Excuses like, well, you know, it's Tuesday though. And I usually don't do this till Thursday, but you know, like, and I go through all of these things to keep me from doing what is the very first objective step to, to get to this goal. And what's really happening in that it's like, it's a play with your mind. It's a play with um, sort of these things that come up and unless you're able to separate yourself from them, you know, you're always going to be caught up. And your Mind wants to keep you in a very structured, regimented um, process because you know we, we kind of are like operating systems. So it's trying to keep everything functioning uh, the same way to create rhythms, patterns, and that way it can predict itself better. But as soon as we start to say, "Well, I want to go this way," I want to explore past that, beyond the structure, and do something new. It's it, it, your your whole system's going to go haywire. But the gift, what I feel like, the meditation allows you to do is to just lessen that blow and, and make it an easier transition to make the very next step that you make, know that it is the right step for you uh, with more confidence. So um, love, love about meditation is that, honestly, you can't get it wrong, right? There's nobody grading you to say if you're doing something wrong or right. Like, it's just you and you. Like, you cannot get it wrong. You can't get it right either, and it never gets done. It's just a process of, if you're in a human body, right? And you have life, you have a soul, like this is going to be part of your experience. And so if you want to be intentional about what happens in your life versus just reacting to things, like you have to take control over um, this thing called the mind. And uh, the other beautiful thing too, is that it doesn't cost you any money to do. Mm -hmm. And and it's always available like 24 seven, you know, when you're in the bed, when you're driving, when you're anywhere, like whenever you can just Uh, tap into just a place of just stillness and not engaging with the mind or just observing the mind. Um, It's really interesting. And you can take it a step further and make it feel like you're like watching a movie of yourself. Sometimes I think of it that way. It's like, I'm watching this play of myself that's happening. And it's just about creating separation. Um, And I think what that helps us to understand and evolve into is like who we really are. Because it can't just be flesh and blood. You know, it can't just be... Uh, this the physical stuff that we it just it can't to me right to me it it, it has to be more than that so
1: can you could you talk a little bit about what you just said about like it can happen really at any moment I think what I struggle with is I have a schedule and I'm doing what I'm doing at a certain time and I'm on the the productivity train all day and so I have allotted time in my day to exercise, and I would sort of attach the meditation maybe towards the end of that, but are you saying it's not necessarily something that you plan ahead for, it's available to you in the moments that you need it?
2: Yeah, Um, I'm a big fan of, like, Abraham Hicks, and one of the things that's taught about through her teaching is, like, before you go into what she calls, like, a next segment, um, you kind of set an intention, and you bring sort of that stillness or whatever you um, believe that you have, I guess, through meditation or what have you, that stillness, you bring that into that next portion of the day. Mm, um, I love that. That can be really helpful. So it's like, for me, when I meditate, especially at the start of the day, it's like, I'm able to kind of just carry a piece of that into the, the rest of the day with me. And then, um, I oftentimes too, like before a really important call or, uh, a meeting or like that I've also been in the last year, just, three to five minutes just to sit and chill and be be quiet um then i then i take that into the meeting because what i get in sales meetings too is mind energy of like desperation and like okay if i don't get this deal you know all hell's gonna break loose or whatever like that that's been a a mentality that i've had um you know approaching my business and, and doing sales but now since i've been implementing just that five minutes before a sales presentation that stuff isn't even there like it's not even uh, as prominent anymore like because I, I really feel like in the very early days of my business and getting going i was very desperate <laughs> and just trying to get anything and everything and i think it really repelled people you know i probably got more business that i not just been so into wanting it so badly so it's things like that it helps me to separate you know i can get on on the on the line with somebody for Six figure deal. I'm going to do my best to try and bring that same stillness into that conversation because you know I think that it benefits me and benefits the other person as well because I'm also able to listen, you know, and that's like another key thing too that meditation helps me to do more is like actually listen and be present with people because what our mind energy in that point is to think of what to say next or to think of like what you know what am I what am I going to think or Gonna be like you're thinking it while the person's talking, but if I'm able to focus in um, and actually listen, it's a better use of my time and that person's time.
0: Yeah, let me just real quick add a couple things on it because there's a couple threads that that um, Parshall, uh, opened up that I wanna I wanna jump on. So uh, the first thing is is Sarah the, the nature of your question makes me think that you might be thinking of meditation as an event rather than a thing that you do. So let me give you a couple examples um, that may be, um, they, they may be like relevant or familiar to you. So when I cook, I am just fully present in the cooking. I'm thinking about how I'm cutting my onion. I'm thinking about how long I should saute or sear a piece of the meat, whatever it is, right? When I go snowboarding, I'm fully present in thinking about where I'm going to make my next turn, who's in front of me, smelling the air. I'm just fully there. I'm not in my head. I'm not thinking. And to a point that Parshelle was making in a sales meeting, there's, there's the meditation of prior to going into this, let me take a moment to myself and think and center myself and think about my intention meditation. And then there's being in the meeting meditation where you're actually present in the meeting. You're hearing what the other mm. person is saying. You're not in your head. You're with them in this moment. That mindfulness practice, that mindfulness practice is where flow comes from. It's where we're in that moment and we're fully present. You've probably heard that expression a multitude of times. Like, oh, I felt like you're just really present with me or I felt really present with you. Right? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: But that the point is, is that that is... Mindfulness, right? Like you may not, you may be doing it unintentionally. And I think the practice of mindfulness is being able to do it more intentionally in those moments. So looking for those opportunities for active meditation rather than thinking of it as like an event meditation, like, oh, I have to go set aside 10 minutes in a cave. It's not like that. Like you could be meditating right now by before you say your next thing, just taking a breath and thinking about where am I? How do I feel? What's going on in my brain? What did he just say that I might want to respond to? So, so that's the first thing I want to pick up on as a mm. the second thing that Parshall said that I want to pick up on that is one of the things that I, I really appreciate about mindfulness and meditation. Um, you know, when I, when I, my purpose in business is not just so I can help people make more money. Like that's part of it but I, I want people to appreciate their impact. I want people to think about how they can connect with other people as a leader. How do you impact your people? Like as a salesperson, what are you selling to people? How are you making that solution relevant? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And mindfulness, like the, this, the act of stopping, pausing, thinking gets you out of like the identity role that you're in, right? Like I'm Jeff Gibbard consultant, right? You're Sarah Hennison, productivity coach, right? Like you're, you're a Tashi, the video, uh, Producer, the, the chief video officer, right? Like th- this is who we are, right? But meditation, mindfulness, like stopping, pausing, observing your thoughts, breathing, it's this weird disconnect where to Parshall's point about like watching a movie, you kind of get a disconnect from that ego of like, this is who I am, to this is where I am. And it's a real shift in like how you then take your next steps, right? Because you're not in the automatic response system of like, this is who I am. So this is how I behave. And instead you get like a moment to actually think, well, who do I want to be in this moment and what's going on and really being present in that moment. So it's, it's a real humanizing, um, uh, practice that, that I think is really beneficial for people to do. So just on a very practical, like, you know, we have business people that listen to this show and watch the show. Like they might be thinking like, Oh, well, I don't want to get into like the woo-woo as, as Parshall said at the beginning. Right. Like maybe they're like, Oh, I don't need to meditate. I'm busy business person thing. But like, it actually gives you an opportunity to like, think about who you are, like what's your life about in this moment. And then like go into that thing more powerfully.
1: That is hugely helpful. And I've actually never heard it explained that way. And you are Right. And you know me well. And then I was like, OK, I'll have 10 minutes for my meditation. Get it done. Check it off the list. I did it. Right. And and it, this is just hugely helpful to know that, like, that's not really the right way to think about it. And I actually do think I'm a very mindful person. I think coaches really need to be. And, and it, to part what you were saying, have that ability to listen. Um, but the way you're talking about it is just really different from. Um, how I was approaching it. So thank you. That's really
0: helpful. We'll also just try not to think of it as like the wrong way to approach it, the right way to approach it. Like however you do it, it's however you do it. It's, it's more about like expanding how you might think about it, that like you could do it like, you know, while you're doing your dishes, you could like, I, I find putting away laundry, very meditative. I Mm -hmm. find it very relaxing to try and fold every single shirt the same way it relaxes me. I find I'm very present in it. Like I'm not thinking about all the other things in my life. I'm thinking about folding that shirt and, you know, I, I, all of my favorite activities in life, I would say all fall into that category of like, it's a thing I can get lost in. It's a thing where I'm fully present in it. And I'm not thinking about all the other multitude of things. So that's, that tends to be where I find the value in it. And I'd imagine given that you and I are very similar in that, like crush our goals, you know, take down the to-do list, like fit in it. And like I, my meditation typically is like, I set aside a 10 minute window in the morning that's when I do it but then you have to kind of remind yourself that that's like the event meditation right that's setting aside the time for it and you can do that and that's great but like because that's like training that's dedicated training but there's also the dedicated training of like you know meditating while you're doing whatever and actually i i kind of had this recognition because in um in the waking up app there he alluded to something known as walking meditation which is where you actually meditate while going for a walk and you just meditate and then um i can't remember who it was but they were talking about um it's it's like an idea where like if you're trying to work through a problem, what you do is you take one aspect of that problem, one sliver of it, and then you go on a walk and you meditate on that one problem. You meditate about that one problem. Any other thoughts you clear out, you focus on the one problem. So like you're trying to figure out like what's what's my tagline for my website, right? You might take three or four days and just every morning when you go for a walk with the dog, you're just focused on solving that problem it's the only thing you think about you're mindful about resolving that and that's just another way of using the practice so i guess the point is there's no right wrong there's just like all of these all of these ways that you can do the same idea
1: that's so interesting because i was thinking not so i actually now i'm excited to meditate because i feel like i could accomplish something i think before i was feeling like i needed to be in this state of like Relax, calm, and my mind is clear. But you're saying like you can use meditation to even think creatively or solve a problem, or personal you said earlier to focus. Like that's okay, that's cool. <laughs> I think I don't know what it is, honestly. I think that is part of what I am struggling um, is I don't, I haven't defined it well or the right way.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's definitely it's it's hard to really define because it's. Um, to me it it gets into a different dimension of like how we are as human beings but like i said we're not just flesh and blood there's another part of ourselves and that other part of ourselves we can't see taste smell to it is nothing like this current reality so there's a lot of things that i think don't really have the best of words to describe <laughs> like what it is um because it is something that you know doesn't require a definition it doesn't require sort of like these structures but um, something that you said made a lot of sense. And I remember because um, I've also been learning about meditation from different people. And when you talk about like this sort of quote unquote mindless state or being in a point where you're, you know, you're not thinking, um, I've, I've heard it described as like being at the point of zero. So, like if you imagine a number line where you have like positive numbers and left, and then, you know, you end up at zero, zero is a very neutral state. Nothing needs to happen. Nothing else is going on. There's nothing to happen next. It's just, it's chilling at zero. And we have the ability to be in that state. And at that state where there are no words, there are no definitions, we get to up-level ourselves, if you will, around sort of the other part of who we really are. And that starts to show up and creep up into our actual physical reality, in a sense, um, when you think about how we can bring things about in our life and and what have you. Um, I heard sort of, the way to understand, like, that state of, like, being mindless is is almost like, uh, like, imagine if you had to, you know, it happens. You wake up in the middle of the night, you have to go to the bathroom. And you're completely, like, you're awake, but you're asleep, but you're <laughs> aware that you're at the bathroom. And there's nothing else There's nothing else to That almost is really, really close to, I think, sort of this state of being completely at zero. Because you're not fully asleep. In terms of engage with, who am I? You know, what is my job? What I have to do today? uh, What's on my to do list? Like none of that stuff is active. But then you're also not fully asleep and unconscious. Mm -hmm. It's this middle middle state where you can start to understand and practice this part of who you are that we forget about. (laughs) Like that's to me is is the beauty of it. It's like it gives me time to focus in on that part of myself to know that like this Mm -hmm. exists too. And in fact, if I can figure this out, everything else will make sense <laughs> because it all stems from here. From this point comes my thoughts. My thoughts then determine my actions. My actions determine my behaviors, my results, my life, the people around me. All of these things stem back to how, how I think, how I choose, like what I, you know, what I want to do. So, um, if I can be clear about that. And not how allow it to be some automatic autopilot that my parents, you know, <laughs> and my family and other people set me on. Like, I have a better shot of getting what I want in this life. And I can live my life most authentically from that place as well. So to, that, that's how I, I see it. It's like kind of getting to that place. And um, Jeff, you mentioned like you can do it in other places too. So you can still carry that into it, um, into those other areas. And it doesn't have to be something, like I said, it's, a, you know, you do it right or you do it wrong. <laughs> I just love that it's free. It doesn't, you know, time for it. Like, it's always available. It's literally better than any coach I could ever sign up for. It's better than any program I listen to. It's better than any YouTube video. It's better than, I don't know. It's, it's better than my best friend who loves me the very most giving me the best advice. It is just quality time with myself and the highest part of myself. And... And the more time I spend there, the more I can see more clearly what I want and how to get to it because all junk isn't, you know, I don't have to, I still have to fight it, but it's, I know how to fight it a little bit better because I spend time with
0: it.
1: That's cool. That's really
0: cool. I've heard it described as like, um, you know, we, we spend a lot of time working out like our physical front, our physical body. Like we, we lift weights, we, and, and Sarah is particularly relevant for you, right? Like you work out regularly you're you're working out your your body to make sure that you stay fit that you stay healthy but it's not really common practice for us to talk about working out our minds in the same way and that's that whole point of like the mental training right the the, the mindfulness practice <laughs> is your ability to like work on the ability to you kind of said it at the beginning right like the inability to calm your thoughts or empty your head like You only get better at that by practicing that. And like, Mm -hmm. if you can do it for three minutes, that's awesome. And once you can do it for four minutes, that's even better. And the more you can do it and the more you can just remain present and calm those thoughts and witness them, the more you then are able to take that skill that you're practicing in this, you know, mindfulness, uh, this event-based mindfulness of like, I'm sitting here for 10 minutes and you can bring that into your daily routine so that as you're you know, having a conversation with your mother and she says a certain something and you're like, Oh, that made me <laughs> a certain kind of way. You're able to go, okay. And kind of just like sit into it and think about it and like, give yourself a little bit of emotional distance about what your, what your reaction to it is. Um, and again, like, I think, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about business here um, on the show. And and I think just turning it back to that, I think we have so many instances where, we get upset about something a coworker said or something a client says, or we feel pressure or we feel um, fraud syndrome or the imposter syndrome. Like we're not good enough at a thing. And like we, we question whether or not the thing we're doing matters. And like all, so all of the, the little tiny voices that are coming up in our head, mindfulness is our opportunity to just like sit with them for a bit. Say, what do you think about this? Like, do we think this is real? And in my experience, the more you focus on them, the more they dissipate. So, like, if you try to, like, really focus Mm. on that one thought that just popped in your head that's, like, tormenting you, you focus on it, and it just seems to kind of, like, evaporate like smoke. And um, that's been helpful when I'm in a particularly bad way mentally about something that's going on. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling anxious, feeling burnt out. Like, it's an opportunity to interrupt that and say, like, I can choose different things right now.
1: It's so interesting because as you're describing some of this, I'm saying, well, I do do that and I am mindful. And so maybe I have been doing some meditation. I think I just have not had a definition for this time or these moments.
0: Yeah. And maybe you didn't have like a deliberate practice around it. And, and like, the no. thing is, is that this is a thing that he, kind of partial has been saying, like, it's free. It's a thing we've got access to all the time. Right. So like all human beings have access to this ability. You can, like, you don't need anything for it. It's even better than soccer. You don't even need the ball. Like, you can just sit there literally at any point, anywhere on the bus. You could be in a plane. You could be standing. You could be doing cartwheels. Like, you still have access to what's going on in your head, right? So, you've probably been doing it. But at the same time, with all those things that I just explained or, or that I just listed, like, there are ways to do those things better, or there's tricks to it, or there's like ways of refining it. So, like, I look at the, the whole, like even studying meditation as like seeing what other people say about it is just to give you new tools in your kit to do it maybe more effectively or ways of thinking about it that help you to relieve some of the pressure you might be putting on yourself, which again, all of the things that you're saying are like the things that I said at the beginning of my, of any of my mindfulness journey at all. was like, oh my God, I like, I'm not doing it well enough. Like I'm not far <laughs> enough along in this practice, like, you know, it, I'm not going to, they're not going to respect me at the ashram or something like, like I was never a part of any of that. Like it was all just pressure. I was putting on myself to be that, but you know, there's no contest.
1: Well, and it's funny you say that because like, I, I have a Peloton, right. And I love the Peloton and I get my goals. So they rolled out in 2020, they rolled out the mindfulness uh, and the, the meditation part of the app. So now you can go and, and you can do one meditation or two meditations. So there's like in March, I just signed up to do like seven meditations in seven days, right? Because I want to get the the sticker that comes with that, the award. <laughs> but but
0: <laughs> Achievement unlocked.
1: Exactly. But what you're saying is really shifting my perspective on that because it's not about that. It's it's more, you know, partially what you're saying like tap into it. Um, when you need it, it's not about like oh, I achieved it in March okay, I'm done I did it in seven days
0: you could I just think it'll make it more difficult on you like it the, the 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 harder you try to like it's like trying to hold on to this moment right like try to hold on to this moment like just grab it just grab it and don't let it go it's gone like it's always gonna be gone because that's like how we perceive reality it's how our minds are working it's how we see our thoughts like all those things they're just happening right so the more you try to like force it to happen the more frustrated you're going to wind up becoming in the same way that it would be difficult to grab onto like this moment right now because it's impossible so if you just let go and let into it it becomes a lot easier so it's like you just you don't want to fight your way upstream just like lay on your back and let it take you
1: it's so interesting i um had chronic insomnia for a lot of years right And I tried everything. And one of the things was this sleep meditation sleep app. And I would, I would lay there and after three minutes and be like, well, it's not working. I'm not asleep yet. And then six minutes, like, oh, this meditation for sleep is so dumb. I'm still awake because I think I wasn't, you know, like releasing to the moment. I'm just saying like, oh, the, the app said it would work in 10 minutes or less. And I'm, it's not working for me, but I was looking at a result, not at a moment.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and I love when the moment you know, it 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 is like you kind of get to a certain point where you're focused in like you're in the zone. I don't know if you guys saw the Disney movie called uh, Soul
1: mm-hmm. and
2: uh and how the different characters when they got into the zone, they were in this other realm, you know? And I think that meditation help is one of the tools that helps us get some, mm-hmm. you know, where we're completely present, what we're doing, um, not just in the things that we love, but in in everything, you know, taking a shower, you know, going to get your lunch or whatever, like we can enjoy and be present with each of the moments of our lives. And when the tough crap happens, you know, we're also equipped on how to deal with that. You know, we're equipped because we can, we can perceive the story. We can tell the story how we want to and, you get better storytelling capabilities through your ability to meditate. It's great because you can tell a really great story. Just looking
0: at it not being the character involved. If that makes sense. Quick question for you, Parshall, are there any um, tools that you would recommend for someone starting out or like, do you use any of the apps or, you know, are there any books or anything that you would point people towards as a good starting point?
2: Yeah, I've, I've, I definitely love um, starting out with apps. Like I started out with Headspace. I think it's like a popular meditation app that people um, have used. And that was pretty cool because it's like a very easy way to start to get in the Um, So Headspace is a really good app. Um, But then besides that, you know, sometimes just sitting in silence, I do, um, for five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, I set the time. Um, But I also recommend just having something possibly to listen to. Sometimes it's helpful if you're in a certain environment. So I also have my headset and I play either a guided meditation, which uh, sometimes is really good and really helpful. Um, And then also just like nature sounds, music, water, things like that also, um, you know, help me to, I don't know, just be in a place to really observe my thoughts. I have recently, too, if anybody would be interested, uh, I took up a float tank session. So if you guys have heard of um, float tank spas where you're in this uh, t- tank and it's like, you know, maybe a foot and a half of water and it has a bunch of salt in it and it's enough to where you can literally just float. So it's like you're floating on a bed of water and uh, it has a lot of benefits around the things that we talked about with meditation as well in terms of like sleep anxiety, stress, um, creativity, and just helping you just to relax. It's just another way of doing it. And, um, you know, it's good for the brain, all that kind of stuff too.
0: So do that. Um, also, have you guys tried that before heard of it? What I've is- heard of it. I've never done it. Also, I just want to put this comment up here, uh, from Jack. Uh, so Jack, thank you for tuning in and for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. It's very cool. Um, it means a lot. Um, So to the, to the, um, the float tank, um, I have a buddy who's done it. It's like the sensory deprivation of it. Like it, it, you're in darkness, right? There's no sound. So it's like, you're turning off all your senses, which I've heard is actually like kind of trippy and crazy. Um, but I've heard it's really cool. I don't even know where there's one around us, uh, or around me that is, um, but I've never done it. Um, but I've, I've wanted to for a while. Sarah, have you ever heard of that or done that?
1: Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never, I've never done it. the The closest thing I've gotten is the chiropractor had the water bed. Um, and actually, it was interesting because when I used to go to the chiropractor all the time before COVID, he would have on like this. Calming music. He had, you know, uh, the the stim, and he had that water bed we would lay on, and it was. I, I often lay there thinking, like, well, maybe I should put my earbuds in and like listen to a podcast and learn something, or I wish I could write something down right now. But it 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 was healthy for me to just lay there, even at the chiropractor, and have a few moments of peace. Right? I mean. And and knowing like it's okay to have those moments like I I Tim actually said it to me a couple of weeks ago he's like you don't have to be productive all the time. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've heard the quote that says that whatever whatever's effortless or when you're in a point of just like giving no effort at all but you can still do whatever you're doing really really well that's truly natural for you like effortlessness is is um, is that and so I really. I say that to say that um, when we are kind of free of a lot of that energy, it's like, I don't know, you're just in a state of just no effort and somehow your heart's still beating, somehow the planet's still rotating on some weird axis floating in the sky, right? In the galaxy, like all these things are still happening and you're making no effort. That means something, like it's just like the grandness of it. It's like, oh my God, like we must really be something at, at a natural state that's much more powerful than we... I think know about, you know, as we are right now. So.
1: That's really cool.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for this conversation for sure. And uh, thankful to everybody who joined in. So.
1: Thank you, Jack. Like those are great comments yeah. and it's fun to have the participation. We love that.
0: Yeah, for sure. That really makes a difference.
2: Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to this. Uh, hopefully you didn't think it was too woo woo. I think I have a tendency to be a little woo woo sometimes, but it's okay. I love it. I'll you out with the practical,
0: we're a good, <laughs> we're a good combo on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was awesome. I'm really glad you brought up the topic. Um, it's been on my mind. Um, I've been mindful of it lately. And um, I think that it's um, it's very cool to, uh, to connect. Uh, and somebody just commented from Facebook. Very cool to hear. Uh, great to hear about life outside of work, too. And I think that's important for us to like touch on more than just work because I think we are more than just work. We are more than what we do for a living. And um, I think it's important for us to remind ourselves of that and talk about those things. And um, that's obviously a big, big part of the work that I do. So I, Partial. I really appreciate you bringing up the topic and yeah, appreciate you coming in and, and asking a lot of questions about it. Um, well, and I think to you know,
1: be fair, like you, you often feel like, oh, I should know about that. Like everybody else does. And you're afraid to ask questions. And I think just as an encouragement, like it's awkward for me to be like, I don't know what this is really. But I think that's where you learn. And there's really there's no bad questions. And I've learned that like the more I get so much more out of conversations when I'm not afraid to ask questions and say, I don't, I don't know about that. So just to encourage people to like, keep asking questions. even if you feel silly asking like I did today.
0: And this one's a good one too, because it can feel very inaccessible sometimes, right? Like it can feel like, Oh, like there's this clique of people who like really get meditation and like, I don't, and like, I'm not a part of that and whatever. And I think for, for us to have just a very practical, real conversation about like everyday application and make it like within reach. Cause I mean, I think partial, it's one of the things that you did really nicely. in this is like, you kept coming back to like, it's free. It's right there. Like yeah. at any time. And, um, and I think that's important for people to recognize is like, you don't, you don't have to like go to a mountain retreat on a 30 day meditation, silent meditation to get some value out of it. Like you can just do it before a meeting and like calm yourself and go in there and be more productive or powerful, you know? Um, so I appreciate that we, we had that conversation yeah. So uh, before we go, uh, we, we're going to do our, our, uh, what are you all into? And, but before we even get to that, just last points, Parshall, since you brought this conversation in, is there anything you want to wrap on before, uh, before we wrap up the conversation today?
2: Yeah. I just wanted to say too, like meditation, if it seems like it's something that is far away from you or you still don't get it. Um, I would encourage you to just to remember, like you're already doing it. <laughs> Meditation is just where you're placing your focus and how you're doing it. So it's just a matter of are you choosing where that focus is? Um, and uh, so we're already doing it. We're already doing it. And I think most most times we call it worry, anxiety, stress. Like that's where, you know, I think in autopilot sometimes we can be. But um, I just love that this gives me and us, all of us, like a path to, um, I don't know, just to have a better focus and to be more present in things that we do. So Thanks,
1: yeah I definitely took that away from it so thank you for saying that that's really cool
0: so sarah I'm gonna put you on the spot for what you into this week
1: so kind of Allah the meditation I I didn't really know that I needed a like a break and I go 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 like morning noon and night weekend like I love my work so I just like go for it. And this weekend on Friday afternoon, my husband and I decided to leave town. We went to Rhode Island for the weekend. And it was just such a change of scenery that like I didn't even know I needed it. And I actually didn't work all weekend. Um, and you know, I'm a productivity coach and I preach this and I like needed to, to practice what I preach a little bit and it was cool. And so I guess, you know, maybe there's more restrictions with COVID and things, but like, if you need a change of scenery, take it and do it. And it was just the most revitalizing. I feel so refreshed, um, coming into Monday today, uh, having just had a little change of scenery. So just do it.
0: It's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, for uh, all of you listening on the podcast at a later date from when this was broadcast and all of you tuning in live, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning into the Heroic Council. This has been another episode. It's been me, Jeff, with Sarah and Parshall talking about meditation. If you like this episode, please share it with people that you know and love. Um, Come back for more episodes every Monday at 2 p.m. live, or you can catch up on it on uh, on any podcast app that you use. Uh, And we'll see you in the next one. Appreciate you so much and uh, catch you later.